abracadabra, whose voice do I hear? Presto changeo, there's nothing to fear. Hocus pocus, it's all in my head. Magic is crazy. We're dead. Good evening and welcome to Gore, a horror podcast to keep you up at night. I'm the Wicked Kitten always getting into mischief and with me... As always, are my creepy co-hosts, the lovely Travis. Hello. The endearing, the ethereal Faye. Hi, hi. And lastly, the dread you've been feeling since you hit play on this podcast. Dreadly. Hello. Yeah, I think we hit all three levels. We hit low, medium, and high, so. (laughs) I like that. So... What you doing? What you watching? How you been, Travis? Uh, aside from fighting off a little bit of con crud um, that I picked up, uh, I'm assuming it's either that or I got it at the grocery store after I got back home. Um, I've had a hell of a last week. I was in uh, Schaumburg, Illinois for Adepticon 2023, which is uh, one of the largest independent tabletop wargaming conventions in the country. Um, and it was a hell of a fun time. So it's, it's a, uh, most of it's based around Warhammer 40 K and Warhammer age of Sigmar, but they also had, there were star Wars games going on. There was Marvel crisis protocol happening. There was a big, uh, reveal. I got to be one of the first people, um, in the world to hear about the new stuff from games workshop for Warhammer. That was a lot of fun. They did a big reveal trailer there. Um, it was it was a great time. Uh, my friends that I was visiting uh, with were entered in the team tournament and they won. Um, they didn't win nice. the gaming of the tournament. They won the presentation awards for the 40K tournament and the entirety of Adepticon. They had a three foot tall resin titan that was a Warhammer figure Ooh. that its hand was the size of one of their teammates hands. Like it was, this thing was insane and it was, the paint job on it was unreal. And they had a, an actual stained glass backdrop to their, it was a, it was a church setting. And, um, the one guy, J, JF Dubow, who, um, Monica, you might know wicked. Um, he, he writes ache willow. Yes. He, uh, <laughs> his dad did the stained glass. It was actual stained glass for the backdrop. And it was so cool. Oh. Um, it was, it was a great time. I played, Played a few games, got a watched a lot, um, learned a good deal about it. Saw so many just amazing figures. It gave me all sorts of uh, mojo to get painting on some of my stuff. Um, I learned some new techniques and uh, got to leave my house and my uh, surrounding area for the first time in almost four years, which was kind of nice. Um, it was a good time, uh, and so that took up the majority of my last week. Um, I also. I feel like I watched something recently that was, uh, I'll have to, it it might come to me. I I've watched a lot of stuff in the last few days. So, but, um, uh, yeah, it's just been, it's been a good last, uh, couple of weeks. Did you drive to Chicago? I did. Illinois. Yeah. I don't know why I say Chicago when I mean Illinois. Well, it's, it's a suburb of Chicago. So it's a, it's about a half an hour North of Chicago. I also met a couple of, um, America's next top podcaster teammates that I had, uh, 
Kristen and Gabe. That was a lot of fun. The gray muscles, um, finally got Aww. a chance to meet them in person and have dinner, have a few beers, hang out. Um, it was, it was a good trip that I needed. Um, so that's been, that, that has been the majority of my last two weeks was getting ready for that and going, I did miss my dog. I missed Bella the whole time I was gone. Um, so it was nice to get home to her because it was weird sleeping in a bed without my dog for the first time in two years, but it was fun. I had, I had a really good time and, uh, I can't wait to do it next year. Next year I'm taking an army with me. Like full on army. Okay. I was going to say, I'm like, are you marching? (laughs) Yes. We're going to march all the way there. (laughs) The million point march. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Faye, what you what you been? How you watching? Well, uh, I actually got to have last week off. Um, I it was a nice nice staycation that I needed. Um, someone could have told me what day that they were leaving, and I could have gone with them, but <laughs> I didn't really Sorry. have the money to do anything, anyways. Uh, other than that, uh, I spent most of that week playing a lot of the uh, Marvel Midnight Suns. I'm actually almost done, and I have maxed out most of the characters. So it's it's been uh, fun uh, getting them and leveling them up and maxing them out. So it'll be fun to finish the game shortly. Uh, I did watch a couple of movies, uh, one of them with uh, Dreadly and uh, Wicked, Uh called bad channels uh it's a full moon entertainment movie it's about an alien that uh, overtakes the radio waves and uses it to try to capture hot girls so (laughs) like you do (laughs) like you do uh it's one of my favorites from my childhood growing up uh just because of how absurd and silly and crazy it is uh other than that i did watch the new children of the corn I liked most of it. I have some things I didn't like about it, but we'll leave it at that. Uh, Trying to think of what others I may have watched. Uh, Oh, uh, Mind Warp. I rewatched Mind Warp. That was... It's been a while, so it was nice to get through and watch that again. Uh, and then, of course, the movie for today. <laughs> you know, I did want to say that Bad Channels, that is the second movie in, in a row that have been your selection that I have just absolutely, like, uh, like I've never seen, not on my radar, and I absolutely loved. Like, that's totally, like, my flavor. And I've given you carte blanche to pick movies. Like, I trust your judgment. You know, oh, oh dear. Look, you know, for me, for me, like, I I feel like (laughs) what fresh hell hath you wrought upon us? Mm -hmm. Faye and I have a window of movies. There's like this this perfect window where our tastes align. I'm just letting you know now, and I'm blaming you. I'm going to blame (laughs) you now. Okay, you, you will catch my ire. Uh, who, who picked this movie, by the way? <clears throat> yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Wait, you said that. Like it's a- <laughs> Hold on now. We're gonna have to- 
Welcome yeah. back to that. Dreadly. Been been doing stuff. Watching the thing and I have been watching things, yes. I've also been watching things. Ah, so uh Final Fantasy thirteen uh is still going. Uh on the last two chapters there. However, another small game came out and uh kinda so. took over its spot. So it'll have to wait. This Resident Evil 4 remake is out. Woo. I've been playing that a lot. A lot. As I've been watching do. that. And it's quite something. Oh, it's a great remake. Uh I never actually got into the original just because I don't know, mostly controls couldn't get used to them. Ah, uh, but it's uh I know it's one of the better if not the best Resident Evil game. Ah, uh, but this remake is is glorious. It's uh it looks great, it plays great, and uh yeah, having a lot of fun with it. And never dying, not once. Yep. No, nope, never. No, nope, never. I haven't seen any of Leon's uh, death scenes at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trust mm-hmm. me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's been uh, the game I've been playing. Uh movies. Uh well, what have we watched? Uh we we've watched uh, Cocaine Bear. Oh. Oh, yeah, we watched Cocaine Bear. I forgot about that. <laughs> well, that you know, like, enough about the movie I needed. Thank no, you. that it, movie it, no, was it, great. It was great. I'm sorry. Look, look. Okay, so it's, it is, it is action packed, right? It is, you know, so it's moving. It's a good pace. So even if you didn't like the movie, it happens really fast. But it is, it is funny, right? But it's also super gory and like in a way I wasn't expecting but the movie's still funny so it almost makes the gore not as not as bad even though it's really impactful for like I was watching it like oh crap and I'm used to some stuff um but I really I really like them I had such a fun time watching that movie yeah. that that's a popcorn movie if anything you know yes Love the Coke Bear. Mm-hmm. And also love Cocaine Bear. Um, we also watched a movie called Unwelcome. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Which uh, was a movie that I had never heard of. Well, it's a new movie, but I hadn't heard anything of it. I just came across it. It looked interesting. Yeah, that was the movie we all watched together. Yeah. That and we was- all enjoyed it. That was a surprise that I ended up liking it that much. It was it was very surprising how much I enjoyed that movie. I will agree with you a hundred percent on that. That was it was fun. It's got the gore seal of approval. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> happen a lot that all four of us agree on something. Four four stabs uh, to to the heart. I don't know. We didn't come up with anything. We'll we'll figure it out. Uh, fingers to, to the eyes, uh, livers. There's livers only two eyes, the... though, so you can't do four. That <laughs> unless you have four eyes, you can't put more fingers in one eye hole. 
You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, another movie we watched was uh, Freddy vs. Jason, uh, which yeah, is still a such a great movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a fun time. It is. It has taken us a really long time to get uh, Claire and Bumby through the entirety of Jason and Freddy, and so we finally got to Freddy versus Jason. Uh, and we only started this last summer, so I mean, you can imagine how fun that's been. We only have one more movie left. For the love of God, hopefully we can get which to movie? The remake. That's it. Remake. The Jason remake. Wait, did we watch that already? We watched that. Oh, okay. Whoops. I thought. And we're not watching the other one. Because that one doesn't (laughs) exist. It doesn't. So we're not. Yeah. Oh, so we're done. Yes. I told them there was another one. I told them there was another one. We'll just rewatch Freddy versus Jason and call it Jason versus Freddy and not tell them. Just, you know, play it backwards. Rewind it, like in slow motion. Rewind yeah. it in slow motion. <laughs> now, what you do is you just show the the, uh, the 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 scene of Jason coming out of the water with Freddy's head. Just yeah, and then he puts the head on the body, and then they they <laughs> fight, and then they become friends, and then they go to sleep. And yeah, uh, one of the things one of the things that I always do when I show someone Freddy versus Jason, or when you know when I have someone new, is. I show them this thing called the 30 second bunnies, which is this animated series where they, they do like movies, but they're, you know, bunnies and it's really funny. And I remember when Freddy versus Jason came out, uh, they had one like for, for that. And it played on the same chat, like right after the movie. And it was just the funniest thing. Cause I forever in my head is Freddy go to hell. Because that's how the bunny sounds when he's doing that. When when well when she's doing that line, because it's supposed to be uh, the main chick in the movie. Ugh, those things are so funny. Go watch. They have them for so many different movies, Jaws and yeah. Alien and yeah. There, it was originally part of Stars. That's what it is. It was because it was on Stars. That makes sense. I couldn't remember the channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, why they, yeah. they do have them on the websites. On yeah. their own website. So the one for The Shining is very good too. <laughs> They're all very good. Uh, we'll have to watch I, through those. <laughs> I giggle every time I see them, and it's been a while, so I might have to redo that. Mm-hmm. They're fun. And then last but not least, we uh, rewatched Saw. Yes. Someone had to watch another movie in that series afterwards. <laughs> I. I we rewatched Saw. We rewatched Saw. Oh, that's too many W's in this in those words. Um, we re- we resawed Saw. Yeah, not not that I had to, but it's a really good movie, and you know we enjoy it. And uh, I watched Spiral for the first time, which is uh, not a good movie. Um, <laughs> it's not bad, I guess. I think that's all I can say about it. Like, what did you think of the voice? The voice is awful. The, the, <laughs> the voice. I know. I, I get it. Like the other dude isn't even in the movie, so it can't be his voice. But still, it's terrible. And um, I mean, that's not even my real problem with the movie. But I digress. I, I'm not saying you shouldn't go watch it. You know, check it out or whatever. 
but it's not. No. As for me, along with watching those, I have been very busy catching up on movies that I have never seen or movies that uh, I guess are newer that I haven't seen. Um, but I watched this movie called Leave. Wait, did I talk about this last time? I didn't, right? No. So I watched this movie called Leave. By the way, I'm going to totally cut this out if I accidentally talked about it in the last episode. But anyway, Are, are you going to leave it out? <laughs> so I watched this movie Leave. It's about um, a girl who, when she was a baby, she was left in a cemetery adopted by an American family and finds out that her parents are of Scandinavian descent and the blanket like that she's with or whatever it it basically leads her to this thing where she goes to Norway hi Rev it's funny how many times I forgot the name of the movie but was constantly telling this girl to leave because you know she finds like some family members and I'm like nope get out get out but the name of the movie is leave which she should have done way earlier you were telling her nope and get out those are two different movies you got to keep telling her to leave Mm -hmm. (laughs) nice well done Mm -hmm. leave um but it's a it's on shutter i think it's fairly new so i would say check it out it was pretty interesting i i liked it and um uh finally saw the movie holidays which is that uh anthology holiday series and i can tell you that I think I really liked two or three of them, specifically the first one that's Valentine's Day and the last one that's New Year's uh, and the rest. Some of them were really bad. Um, And I waited a really long time because that movie's like from 2016. But uh, yeah, there's even a Kevin Smith directed one, which is really interesting. I did not know that. And there was, I think, Harley Quinn Smith is a part of it, too. She's yeah, she's in the one that he directed. And there's one that has Seth Green in it, which is just feels really random. That one I an interesting eh. concept, but mm. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, a lot of them are kind of like miss, but I, I think it's worth it just to watch the first and the last one. <laughs> like So I'll give you that. Um yeah, that first one they started with a high note with that first one yeah the um i also watched for the first time the movie mimic which i thought i had seen but that was the relic ah so <laughs> mistake there's a common mistake people make um um this is a this is a decent movie i i really liked it um the I didn't watch the director's cut, which is my mistake. Uh, I thought I was watching it, but apparently on HBO Max, you have to like actually go into the thing and select the director's cut. So it's the exact same length also. So I didn't even realize it until I finished the movie. So now I got to go back and watch the director's cut. And I'll let you know if the director's cut is better, which, you know, Guillermo says it is. So, well, of course he's going to say that. Well, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So I'll report back when I finish watching that again. Um. Oh, I forgot some of the people that were in that. I forgot Charles S. Dutton and Josh Brolin are in it. Yes. And, and F. Norman Marie Reedus. Abraham. Oh, F. Marie Abraham too. Yeah. He's friggin' great. And the, the Italian guy, I like him. I forgot his name. But I, every time I see him in stuff, like he was in that uh, Keanu Reeves wine movie, <laughs> uh, The Cloud to Remember. The a Walk thing. in the Clouds. A Walk <clears throat> in the Clouds. There it is. He's yeah. the dad in that, and he's great. Yeah, Gian- Giancarlo Giannini. I love him. He is. Um, he is. He is wonderful. Yeah, that is a that is a good film. It is def- It feels 90s as fuck, by the way. Another movie I watched, because I'm apparently watching a ton of movies now, is uh, a, a, a little movie titled Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder from Hell? Or in Hell? <laughs> Evil Dead, you say? Yeah. Uh, man, I really like this. This is a really good, like, just, just go watch it. If you like Evil Dead, if you like, I don't know how to explain the movie at all. But it's good. It's fun. And it's very short. It's only like an hour long. But go check it out. It's on, um, was it Shudder? Yeah. Go watch it on Shudder. And Shudder. And the last movie that I watched. Oh, no, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot I also watched for the first time Eight-Legged Freaks. Uh. (laughs) Um... And the last movie that I saw is called Raw. Because apparently I like to punish myself. Oh, I forgot I also watched Fresh. Which is kind of themed together with Raw. Uh, So I haven't been eating a lot lately. Um, Just, yeah. Cannibal movies, basically. But this movie Raw... (laughs) Yeah, that's that's my next stop. But this movie Raw is French, which I didn't realize... Uh, but I already read subtitles anyway. It is really weird and very fucking French. And there's a lot of Moonies if you're into that. I don't know. Which the French are, apparently. They're, apparently they're into butts. Because, no lie, I swear I felt like the camera was at ass level most of the time in this movie. Like, that's just how it felt. And everybody was smoking. So you knew it was France, even if you didn't hear, you know, what language they were speaking. But I think it's about that time to peek around the corner and give you some of the highlights of horror news. So news doesn't always have to be good news, right? Anyway, uh, there was a trailer for a a movie uh, which involves a shark and it's pretty big. And uh, the title is Big Shark. And uh, that's about all I'm going to say about it. Uh, getting terrible. Int air quotes around the word movie here. Okay. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Half the trailer was an ad for underwear. Um, <laughs> I'm very confused. Well, but there's a shark. <laughs> there's a shark. If you haven't guessed it, this is uh, another movie from our good buddy that made The Room. Yes. Uh, the auteur known as Tommy Wiseau. Um, why people give him money to make more movies, I don't know. 
but some damn fool did, and it's going to be a whole lot of shit. I'm if he doesn't like right hide to the shark, I'm going to be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like somebody misunderstood the definition of irony, and that's why they like his movies. Probably. A high shock. Like, it's one thing to like campy, cheesy movies. It's another thing to hit yourself in the head with a hammer repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. You're, you're not wrong there. Yeah, we get another Tommy Wiseau joint. Moving on. I can I can <laughs> definitely wait for this one. <laughs> Forever. Well, I mean, apparently it's been in production and trying to get sold since 2019. They had the first trailer was in 2019. Was that just the underwear part? (laughs) Uh, So as we are contract, uh, well, I am contractually obligated to uh, mention all shark movies. That was another trailer for a shark movie, (laughs) which uh, looked like an actual movie. So that's uh, a win, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the only bad thing about it is, is that it does not have shark in the title. So I'm very confused there. It's called The Black Demon. So is it a shark? Is it a demon? Who knows? Demon shark. <laughs> demon possessed shark. <laughs> Time to call the shark exorcist. Bombi. Still, still the fact that they didn't call that the shark exorcist is, it's a shame. Yeah, that was, yeah. That does feel like a missed opportunity. Right, they should just call me when they need ideas because I got like five of them. But yeah, this one's got Josh Lucas in it. Uh, the only thing that bothers me is that it's like him and his family and like very few people on that uh, on that thing. Um, on the, uh, what is it called? The oil thingy. Derek. Oil rig? Or is that what they call it? I don't know. Anyway, there's very few people there for the shark to chompy chomp, and I feel like they're not gonna chompy chomp the you know the daughter and the wife. I'm assuming, unless the movie gets really good. So like, I need more people for the shark to be able to chomp. Or what's the point, right? Am I right? Why well, have a shark in your movie if it's not gonna chomp on people? Mm-hmm. What are we that's, even doing? That's why you watch Shark versus versus Ninja. Oh, God. <laughs> I would rather there shower are, with air. There are oh. far too many shark movies nowadays. I I just, I forgot, the, the, and this is related, so it's not like I have to redo anything, but I'm just going to say I, I rewatched Zombie, which is one of my favorite, you know, Lucio Fulci classic, and, uh, you know, one of the best shark versus zombie scenes ever in cinema history. I know I say that a lot, but really, this is true. So, zombie versus shark, we know who wins. And it's not us. No. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. We'll have to watch that. Oh, we should watch that movie soon. Well, Mm -hmm. it is kind of, you know, fitting for a podcast about horror movies. Mm Mm-hmm. 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 And then we can ask ourselves the the questions like, uh, why would you go scuba diving in a G-string? Because it's fun. 
Okay. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But uh, we'll get to that soon. And now for tonight's feature presentation. Is this your card? No. No, it isn't. That's impressive, considering that card is face up. Shut up, schmucko. Don't call me that dummy. I'm not the dummy. He is. Hello, schmucko. I'm the dummy. Can't you tell by my wood? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't bring my magnifying glass. Hey, it's not the size of the splinter. Calm down, Slappy. What's gone into you? Your hand, and it didn't even buy me dinner first. But you don't eat. You're a doll. And you're a joker, yet no one laughs. Why, you little... Are you talking to yourself again? What? No, I'm, I'm just practicing my act. Act? What, what act? You don't have an act. You're a carpenter. Well, you're really good at working that wood. Magic is a 1978 psychological horror drama film starring Anthony Hopkins, Anne Margaret, and Burgess Meredith. Directed by Richard Attenborough, and it's based on the screenplay by William Goldman, who wrote the original novel. The score was composed by Jerry Goldsmith. Just wanted to add that in there. Let's just jump into how we felt about this movie. Let's start with, hmm, I don't know, Travis. Uh, so I only learned about this movie in the last couple of years. I had never heard of it before. And I don't know how, because I love Anthony Hopkins. I love Burgess Meredith. And Margaret's fantastic. Um, I mean, it's directed by John Hammond, for crying out loud. Like, Attenborough is a hell of a director. Um, and, but I'd never, I'd never heard of it. And it popped up on a list somewhere. I don't remember where. And I was like, well, that... That sounds interesting. So uh, I enjoyed this movie. It was weird. It was very, very late 70s feel, especially the early parts of it had uh, to me had that feeling of kind of uh, sort of not really Scorsese, but like that type of filmmaking from the 70s, sort of the the taxi driver esque um, visuals the early stuff where he's in the nightclubs and whatnot and the way it was kind of all structured. Um, but the performances were great. Uh, Hopkins is Anthony Hopkins has this way of being unsettling uh, in anything that he's doing. Even when he's playing, even in, in a movie where he's playing like the lead and sort of the hero character, a good guy, you're, you're always kind of just like, yeah, but is he like at some point he's going to like, tear someone's face off and, and eat it or whatever. You just never You're talking about silence of the lambs, aren't you? I mean, in that case, yes, but it, mm-hmm. it's, it's just one of those, like he's, he's very good at kind of, there was something with his posture throughout the entirety of the movie. He was very hunched over and just very like coiled. And you were always wondering when he was going to kind of spring. I loved the, uh, dolls, um, ventriloquist dolls are always creepy as fuck. So, it's an easy way mm-hmm. to just make me unsettled anyway. Uh, Burgess Meredith is amazing. And his character I actually liked because his character teetered between being the agent that's just kind of taking his cut. And he's got this guy that 
is a good act. And but then when he finds him in the Catskills in that cabin, there's a genuine like concern and care for this for Corky that that his character has that I thought was really great. Um, it's a slow burn. It's it's a lot of people are uh, including people on this show are going to find mm-hmm. it very boring. Uh, and I get that. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. Speaking of Faye, Faye, <laughs> how did Just you feel about this? <laughs> people who listen to the show know exactly who each of us is at this point. True. Uh, it's not, I mean, it is slow. Yeah. Did I have a problem with it? No. This is, the, to me, this movie was psycho, but with a dummy instead of cross dressing. I mean, the way um, it's shot, the way it feels, the way it laid out, to me, it's it's pretty much almost step by step the same. There's some of that. I can I can see what yeah. you're saying there. Um it uh it spends more time with Corky than Psycho did with uh Yes. with Anthony Perkins character yeah. with with Norman. So we get to learn more about him, but Yeah. I can see that comparison for sure. I mean, that's how my neurodivergent brain picked it up. So, <laughs> but yeah, no. No, I had, it, it was slow, but it was deliberately slow. It was set to sh- give you that big pop at the end. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's fine. It's not a movie that I'm going to go, go out and see this. This is great, but it's not something that's like, don't stay away from this. Please stay away from this. This is garbage. No, this was pretty decent. And good, especially for its time. Look at that. And Look at We're all surprised, I think. <laughs> I I'm, thought- I'm, not, I'm not over. I, like, I'm not surprised that you found it a little slow, but um, you, you liked it more than I anticipated you were going to. I will yeah. say that. Same here. <laughs> but I think I, part of it too is like, it's a character study. It's about learning about this guy, Corky. And, it's funny because I, I watched a couple of interviews with Anthony uh, Hopkins and some ventriloquists talking about how basically all ventriloquists at some point have this spontaneous schizophrenia that happens to them mm-hmm. where they some at some point they will be doing a bit because he learned ventriloquism for this role. Like he yeah. learned how to do that. And he was telling a story of at one point mid take the uh, fats called for a cut. And everybody on set started laughing and thought it was hilarious. And he's like, wait, what happened? And like fats called for cut. He didn't even realize it had happened. Like he had this disassociative moment where the dummy was its own personality for, for a split second. And you hear about that with a lot of ventriloquists. So it's, it's interesting to dive into that deeper. Now it does. It's not a great representation of mental illness because he's obviously he's violent, but it's also an interesting kind of dive into this, sort of stunted person who is afraid of success and is afraid of a whole lot of stuff. It made me want to find the book and read Goldman's book. Yeah. Because that sounds really interesting. If you do end up, we should, we should talk about the book at some point. Definitely. That would be cool. Dreadly. How did you feel about this movie? Hmm. Well, uh, it was definitely a slow burn because for a long time I was wondering how is this going to turn out to be a horror movie exactly? Because right now it's just uh, going into 
love triangle territory between a man, a woman, and a doll. Which mm-hmm. I would watch. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh was very yep. weird seeing uh, Anthony Hopkins with that hair and being that young. Because to oh, me, yeah. he's always been... <laughs> The old guy. More yeah. like he was in Silence of the Lambs, like that, that kind of age. And uh, look. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, overall, I did enjoy it. Uh, it was especially impressive. Thanks to the slow burn that when he finally snaps at the table there, when he's doing his trick and it doesn't work. That was. Yeah. That was creepy. That, yeah, that was like, oh. Are you going to eat her brains now with a nice candy? Genuinely, it's genuinely upsetting when he gets like that, when he snaps like that at her and he's pacing around the room and all that. Like, I found myself cowering a little bit, just like, holy shit. Like, and that's, <laughs> that is Anthony Hopkins, though. Like, he is such a good, he draws you in. And it's that, it's the, the fact that he's so subdued and so understated for so much of the movie. And the outlander stuff is coming out through fats that when it happens, when it's just him, uh, it kind of goes, it, it's that much more impactful. Yep. Also the, the, you know, when, when he redoes the trick and it works like the, the relief in both their faces is like, huh, it is also like very nicely done. Uh, and of course, as you said, uh, ventriloquism dolls are, uh, fucking creepy as shit. Yeah. No, yeah. Boy. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff Dunham like to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it was definitely like a slower and more dramatic than I was expecting it to be. It uh, you know, I w- probably wanted a little bit more horror, but it was. It was a very well-made movie, and I did not hate my time watching it. And I love Burgess Meredith, as as Travis said. He was my favorite thing in the movie. I'm sorry. There's just something about him in the movie that's like, I don't know, he's such an adorable old man. Just Yeah, and he's always been an adorable <laughs> and old man. He's never been too. young. Like <laughs> It doesn't matter if he was... When he was the penguin, he was still an adorable old man dressed as, a, dressed as the penguin. Like... He's just always been that, but there was something he shaved yes, his head. I was for going movie. to say it yeah. was very weird watching him and <laughs> David Ogden steers or whatever. And, and like the one guy, yes. <laughs> the one who you always associate with being bald had exactly a full head of hair. And <laughs> Meredith has no, it made hair. me laugh. Cause I'm like, wait a minute, which and that was another interview I watched where he talked about that because um, he was concerned if he shaved his head like that, that <laughs> it wouldn't grow back. And so they actually took out, according to, according to Burgess Meredith in this interview, they took out a $5 million insurance policy oh, that wow. his hair would grow back. And he's like, as my hair was growing back, I watched $5 million just disappear in front of me. Uh. <laughs> He's like, for five million dollars, I can get a hair transplant and still have mo- money look left bad, over. Bald either, so like you can live like that, but rich. No. Oh. Yeah, it, he he just he brought a humanity to the movie that I think without that performance, because Anne Margaret is also 
we haven't really talked a whole lot about her, but she's amazing in this. She's really good. And it's basically her and Anthony Hopkins that have to carry the movie. And then Burgess Meredith in his couple of scenes outside of that, like Ed Lauder, who uh, plays Duke. I love Ed Lauder, um, but he's not in the movie that much. His scenes are good. They're, they're, they're well done. Um, But it's really on the shoulders of those, of those three. And, and Margaret's character. Yes. Well, it's Anthony Is Hopkins it? doing two I wasn't, two I wasn't roles. sure about that. So, um, <laughs> I was just being funny about so that. He's, he's doing double duty, but like, but like Burgess Meredith brings this warmth and humanity that the movie needed. So for him to be also be the first death. Um, I would like I to important. point out that I and called him getting beat to death with the doll. And it's brutal. They, it's preceded by that incredibly tense scene with no music where he makes him sit and not talk. And the keep asking him the time. Oh my God. That was just like, I don't know what that feeling is, but just like, he just, he couldn't make it through. Like, and you, you saw, it was just as the minutes went on and he just kept asking. As the seconds went on. Second. Yeah. Yeah, Not minutes. Sorry, he definitely played the role of an addict very well. Yeah. Oh, he was he was one hundred percent like, and that was the thing when when Ben Green shows up and sees him having the argument with Fats, he already knows what the outcome is going to be, but he respects him enough to sit down to go through the motions. He knows when he says, "Hey, can you make that thing not talk for five minutes?" That there's no way this guy can. That there's no way Corky can do it. But he's gonna he's gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and try it anyway. And it's such a well structured and well it's such a tense scene. And it was smart of them to just drop the music out and it just makes you like you're in that moment now. And it's it's really, really well done. I also love how um Ben Green would take the <laughs> cigar out of the glass tube. And, yeah. yep. and when he's sitting there, the he's like actually looking, ah, what am I gonna do it? Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> That made me chuckle. Um, but yeah, I just think it is a slow burn. It's not like it's it's horror, but it's psychological horror. It's more you're right, Monica, and then it, it's more yeah, drama. That's why it's it's got the it's then, got the whole psychological horror and drama in the in the descriptor of it. It's definitely all those things. Um which I I enjoy psychological horror because most of the stuff that I'm scared of is in my head and so this kind of stuff affects me, you know, the, it reminded, you know what it reminded me of? And, uh, that St. Maud movie that we watched. I was, yeah, I was just going same, to say St. Maud. Cause I have that fear have of like, you know, sometimes my brain does weird stuff. And so sometimes I wonder if, mm-hmm. what if I have like a split personality and I don't even realize it, you know, or, well, get a ventriloquist dummy and find out. Yeah, and, and <laughs> what if you realize that you're the only one on this podcast? Yes. <laughs> and they kept it very ambiguous. Like, it was... Because they didn't really explain that, that it was in his head. Like, you assume, but it's not really... It's not really spelled out completely. Which I like, because that lent itself to 
you know, more imagination about the movie that yeah. it's probably in his head, but what if? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the possessed doll route. Yeah, which I uh, like when it moved, yeah. like when obviously it wasn't actually the doll or whatever, but like when it was killing Duke, I thought it was the doll. And I'm like, oh, cool. Wait a minute. What happened? Wait a minute. Was that the doll? That's the not hand the doll's was too hand, big. Right? The hand was human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, then, but then for the way they reveal that Corky yeah. is behind that curtain and he's like back there sweating bullets and holding his breath so he doesn't give away that he's there like that was really cool I loved that that was a great reveal to that so scene um, it's just it, I very much enjoyed yeah. the tension and the the ambiguity of how much of it because even even scenes where it's just him and uh, where it's just Corky and Fats like how much of that is even actually hearing audibly or is it just conversation he's having with himself? You know, not even, not even like we're hearing the voice, but it's not audibly in the room. He's not doing the ventriloquism or is he, we're not, yeah. re- you, you don't really know. And I yeah, kind of like, since that. you don't move your lips, we so. don't, we don't know. We don't know, but you know what it's time for? The 13. The 13 is a specially cultivated list of tropes or our favorite things from horror movies. This list may change or be adjusted as time goes on and in real time because this is real life. And I'll tell. Tell me that didn't creep you out, by the way. I creeped myself out just saying it now. I did. (laughs) That moment was awesome. From inside the box, you hear the voice, I'll tell. He's like, what? what?" Everything. Ooh. Number one. Kitty cat. Yay. Yep. And nothing bad happened to the kitty. So. It wasn't thrown, but it did run. Quickly. Also, it watched the murder in approval. So. I'd also like to add that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good kitty. Good kitty. Number two. Volkswagen. No. No. Rolls Royce, though. It was a nice Nobody car. Nobody leaves that car with the friggin' keys in it, by the oh. way. like Nobody should touch a Rolls, oh but God. a Rolls, man. I love how he says that to the dude uh, when he's parking on the street and there's like, uh, what do you call those people? Uh, the door people. <laughs> That's not how you call them. Fellas, yeah. right? Yeah. Kind of. Uh, well, that, that, yeah. that guy's running up to him. He's like, "Well, oh, no one touched it about a roll speed person. And then that person con- continues towards the car to touch it. Then he makes <laughs> like, in the keys. And no. no. Yep. Number three. Scary location, time of the year. Up at the lake. Yeah. I mean, isolated lake in the Catskills. Yeah. Kind of creepy. I like I like lake. Apparently nobody else is around that lake at that time because technically they were closed off season. Right. That's also the time of the year. That must, that's what it was. I like that. I like we're closed. I've got an extra $50 per day. We're open. (laughs) (laughs) 
I can't believe she didn't remember us. Yep. I can't remember. I can't believe you didn't remember me. That's such a weird scene. <laughs> I was like, that was like, I know that was, that wasn't a, uh, number four meta horror fourth wall break mentioning the title. That wasn't technically a fourth wall break, but it felt like a fourth wall break. Cause it was almost like they were making the same joke <laughs> or making well, the same. They were, they were both yeah. crazy, especially yeah. with the ending yeah. scene. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it takes uh, takes two to tango. Yeah, but outside of that, there's not a lot of meta anything, no. really. I mean, they um, mentioned the title, but that's because it's magic. So that's not. Right. It's nothing special. I mean, there was the nice misdirection with the cards. <laughs> <laughs> also, a little uh, known fact, there was a Ford wall break when the doll uh, talks about Anthony Hopkins' sex life. It's a joke. It's a joke. But it was a short one. So. Uh, <laughs> very funny. Good setup. Mm-hmm. Number five. Archetype characters. Crazy Raw from Friday the 13th. Randy from Scream. Dick Keller from The Shining. Creepy clowns. Creepy kids. Creepy dolls. Creepy dolls. There you go. Oh. Tragic villain slash victim. Especially that final scene where he, where Corky and Fats are dying. It was always you. <laughs> you know, and it. You. Us, us was you. That is so, it's so tragic. And at the same time, it was actually really beautiful that they mm-hmm. were, I don't know, they were together in the end. That's why that's why I worry about me, my sanity because stuff like that seems endearing to me and it's absolute like you know cuckoo bananas but I thought that that was so nice that you could be comforted by the other voice that's in your head every night mm-hmm. Burgess Meredith cool old guy I like him and a yep. uh, jerk boyfriend. These are types. They definitely made uh, the the husband character Duke a complete asshat. So you don't feel bad when he gets it's killed. Like- it's just kind of a he's kind of a drunk. He's a little bit like is he cheating on her with his business trips? He's he's not making money anymore. He admits to like the whole, you know. I, I don't have a real estate business. He's very confrontational. So they, they made him somewhat unlikable and somebody that you could easily be like, well, yeah. okay, so he died. But they also kind of gave him dimension too. Cause like he didn't really say anything about the, the cheating thing once like they were, they were talking, like he just asked him, but then he kind of just left it. And I think too, that's a, that's a testament yeah. to Ed Lauder and his performance is that he's playing a character who is a bit of a drunk and a bit abusive towards Anne Margaret, but, but is still, he's not completely unlikable, but they're making him out to be a very unlikable character. Yeah. He's written, he's written in a way that makes him unlikable. Uh, but the performance still gives you just a, gives you dimension. The performance gives it dimension. So. Number six, pointless boobies, weird wangs, moonies. Boobies. There was boobies. 
boobies. There was booby. Yep. There was Ann Margaret booby. Uh, M. Those boobs should be in the Louvre. Yeah. The classic line, such as what you just said, and my personal favorite. Uh, oh, brains and boobs. Yeah, which was said multiple times. And I would really like someone to compliment me like that someday. Mostly the brains part. <laughs> Number seven. Telling, retelling the legend and or establishing the movie's rules. Breaking Randy's rules. Nah. I mean, kind of no, because it really isn't a legend to tell. No rule. It's also where I was mentioning how it felt very like 70s filmmaking was the way it just sort of would move forward in time and not tell you. Just like cut and we're a year later. Oh, yeah. Was it a year later? I mean, he was already famous by going through those things. Oh, yeah, from that part. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. He has he has this bomb of a show, and then all of a sudden he's you know twenty eight weeks in a row at this nightclub, and then you cut forward ahead you know another because what is Burgess uh, Burgess Meredith tells him like it'll take us about six months when I'm buying you lunch a free lunch at the yeah. you know whatever and then we just cut to New York and he's there and so that that had that same kind of that seventies feel to it uh, with some of that stuff. Yep, multiple time jumps. Number eight, dance sequence, montage sequence. You know what I liked? I liked the beginning uh, when he's telling him the story about how he did really well, but we actually see him doing a bad job. Whatever that is, I really like yep. that. <laughs> it's kind of like the director having a That's... like a conversation with us or letting us in on the secret. <laughs> yeah. Little montage. And I like what I liked about it was the fact that the only audio we had was him telling Merlin about Mm -hmm. what happened. And all of the flashback to his actual performance is there's no audio for laughing. So all we're. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Right. That lady laughing. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. It's a good opening to this. The the opening to this sets you up for what you're going to be in for, for the rest of the movie in a, in a yeah. lot of ways. Cause he did have his little snap. Oh, come on. That took me forever to learn yep. this trick. It's a damn good trick. <laughs> it was a good trick though. Number nine, scary score, spooky soundtrack. I thought the music was very like sweetly dramatic. Most of the time when, when it was like, it was just like seventies, mm-hmm. like, Oh, I came back and found my girlfriend or my ex and she's here and we're in love. Look at the butterflies dance. Yep. That, <laughs> that very much kind of uh, dated it for me in terms of like the feel of the film. It felt of that era with that music and Jerry Goldsmith did a good job with the score. There's nothing wrong with it. I wouldn't call it spooky. The silence. Like um, you were saying though, that added to the creepy but, factor. That was the, the thing is the the use of silence from the soundtrack was great. Number 10. That scared the shit out of me. Jump scares, one last scare, and other creepy shit. Uh, oh. when, when Duke gets killed. Like, that's just, that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> like, I wasn't expecting that. 
Ada that entire uh, wait to Ada the stabbing yeah uh, but also uh, when he kills the old man and oh, he has a uh, conversation with the doll first and he's like kill him with what me 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 that got really loud and brutally I got, beating I giggled so hard at that scene <laughs> that was um I'm not saying like like I totally like look I'm not saying this movie is bad it's just that there were because of the datedness because of the slow burn and all that like there were parts that were funny that I don't think were meant to be funny and mm-hmm. there were parts that were slightly boring but like overall like I I liked it What's what's an example of something though that was funny to you that you don't think was intended to be funny? Because I think that there was a lot of from Hopkins and Attenborough intentional humor and Goldman to that to that point. Because you know who originally was uh, going to play Corky, right? Yes. I don't know if you read that or not, but Richard Attenborough and William Goldman wanted Gene Wilder I to play Corky. That, by the way, which <laughs> I want to see that fucking movie. Because Wilder in this would have been great. The producer didn't want that because he felt that having a comedian in the movie would distract from the psychological horror. Now, I a thousand percent disagree with him on that because Gene Wilder right. Gene is such Wilder a good would actor. Have been able to pull it off. But if you had another comedian from that time, I don't think it would have been as well. Yeah, it 100% depends on who the comedian is. Now, Hopkins is great. I love Anthony Hopkins in this, and I think that he nails it. But I want to see that. Ver- I want to go to that universe where Gene Wilder is in this movie because there's something about he's got that same like Anthony Hopkins has this thing throughout the movie where he's on that knife's edge of you're never sure when he's going to snap. And when he does, as we talked about, it's frightening. Gene Wilder has yeah. that same kind of thing. Um, I think, too, another one that would have been interesting i don't know how well it would have worked but my brain also like my i i think about somebody like a gene hackman doing this because he is known for being loud and 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 ostentatious but to have him do that reserved thing and only have those small snaps i think would be interesting but gene wilder is the one i'm just i can't get that out of my head like i just want to see him doing especially charlie in the chocolate chocolate factory gene wilder yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, when did that come out? Home. I was gonna say because isn't he creepy as hell in that? Like, did the dude not see him in that? Oh yeah. No, he's a straight up super uh, villain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've never seen it. I'm just like, but from the scenes that I've heard on like you know TMS or, and stuff, it's just he sounds so scary. You know, with his voice going up thing or whatever, and like I could see it. Yeah. No, he definitely has that, but. But, I, but I'm curious what you thought was unintentional. No, no, I'm just being like, like, there's just parts like that are, I don't know how to explain it, but just like with older movies, sometimes it's like, like overly sentimental and sappy and, and things like that. So like, it just like, it struck me as, you know, funny and, and stuff. It's just like, it's like a time thing. Yeah, because I mean, it's certainly, uh, it's certainly a product of its time. I don't discount that. I'm just curious because I do think there is some there is some black humor involved in this movie. Well, yeah. Um that's done very very subtly. Me me me. So. 
The doll in general, by the way, is creepy as fuck. Uh-huh. Just I've the seen doll creepier. in general. <laughs> the uh, did, did the any teeth? of you see the original? The the teeth. Okay, <laughs> fuck those teeth. That was yeah. that was the worst part of it. I'm like, why are they real teeth? Um, did any of you watch the original trailer for this? The 30 second trailer that's just Fats looking nope. at the camera. Because that was the original trailer. It ran and they actually pulled it off of broadcast TV because parents were complaining that it was too scary. Because it's just all it is is Fats looking straight at the camera, giving a very um, similar to your opening uh, thing. Yeah. And it is. No. It is. I mean, I didn't see it for 1978. It's very creepy. <laughs> I did not. I did not see it. Um, I. Well, no, I didn't see it. But. Uh, what I had watched was there's a documentary on Shutter. I can't remember which one because I've seen a bunch of them now, and it it mentions this and somebody talking about how when they were a kid they saw this the commercial that you're talking about and it yep. scared them so bad forever and they didn't watch the movie until they were an adult. It was just forever they were creeped out. Be, you know, I think with that was one of the In Search of Darkness things. So that ad, one of them was it that it's- one? It's a good creepy trailer because it's literally just Fats, his face taking up the whole screen, looking straight at the camera. And he says, and when he says the we're dead, he closes his eyes and then he opens them up and they kind of roll off. Like they roll off left and go blank. And it's just, it's, it's, unse- it's a ventriloquist dummy. So it's unsettling. Oh, I should have that to the show notes or something. I could do that. I can do that. And then people can go look at it while they're listening yeah. and then come back to the show and finish listening. Number 11. Someone does stupid shit or name your favorite trope. Split personality trope. Number one. Yeah, there's that one. There's uh, um, I'm not dead yet. It was a great trope because he's like, Burgess Meredith's character is beaten profusely with this ventriloquist dummy, but then he wakes up while they're, while uh, Corky's swimming him out to the middle of the lake. So they have their fight there. And then he ends up on the shore because he didn't weigh him down well enough. Jeez, learn how to kill people, Corky. Yeah, come on, man. You're not good at this killing people thing. Well, yeah. uh, my, my biggest one is uh, <laughs> the the moment that I thought that the puppet moved by itself and I'm just like, get, get the fuck out. Like I realized that it wasn't actually moving or maybe it was, who knows, whatever the ambiguousness of it. But like anytime a puppet or a doll moves, you need to leave where you are. This is so there. There is one moment where it happens and it apparently was a mistake because they had a ventriloquist that was like the, the technical advisor. And he basically in, in, in that he said, yeah, it was a mistake in the movie, but Attenborough decided to leave it in because he figured nobody would notice. Sure. Maybe the doll was really possessed. Travis, did you think about that? I'm just going by what I've read. Man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all. Can be possessed though. About it. We can make know. our own fan theory. I also like the trope of, um, it kind of goes along with the split personality with the, uh, him, Corky and fats dressing identically at the end of the movie. I love that. I'm like, how do you get clothes like that? I want to do that with a cat or something. 
I said that out that loud, was... didn't I? Run, kitty, run! <laughs> that was a good one. Um, we mentioned the only a roll. Nobody touches a rolls, but a rolls man. And then he leaves his car with the keys in it. Yeah. And like nobody noticed it. She she didn't like Anne Margaret's character didn't know like never saw the car. Like they're definitely isolated out there because that car was there for a day and nobody saw it. And that's a nice ass car, like eighty thousand dollar car in nineteen seventy eight. I did like Duke. Well, you want me to drive an eighty five thousand dollar car? Hell yes! Hops right in it. <laughs> it was stuck. Not very much. <laughs> You know, and and not just the split personality, but the whole kind of. I think I don't know that this was the direct um, influence for it, but the Batman character uh, in the Rogues Gallery of the Ventriloquist was, I'm sure, at least partially inspired by this movie, um, which is a character where uh, you got kind of a mild mannered sort of person that has a ventriloquist dummy that that may or may not kind of exist on its own we're not uh i'm not entirely sure exactly i think it depends on which which edition and and which you know which uh uh comic you're reading but definitely there's some connective tissue there and this movie was arl stein's inspiration for slappy yep as we noted in the synopsis synopsis for those of you who know what the Goosebumps books are. Everyone should know. For those of you there that don't. There's also the recent movies. Go read. Yes. And I tell you right now, the, the puppet on those book covers that scared me from reading that book. Because <laughs> puppets. Fuck that shit. Mind you, I will watch all the puppet masters over and over again. But something about ventriloquist puppets bothered me bother me they're unsettling that is for sure number 12 final girl technically technically if you're Anne margaret in this movie right mm-hmm. um she doesn't even know she's in a horror movie <laughs> no like she has no idea anything has happened Nope, she's just, hey, it's the guy that I knew in high school. He showed up 15 years later, and I'm going to run away with him. Yes. After this movie ends, it's basically her finding the bodies. <laughs> After this movie ends, it's basically it's it's her going into therapy for a Ever. long time. Yeah, yeah. Especially because she was mm-hmm. already getting possessed. possessed. That's, I like that idea. I read that as well, and I was like, that that would make a nice sequel. I would watch that. I would be interested, but I think also to do that, I feel it like would. take something away it from really Corky. I don't know that I that I want that. Like because she seemed much more of it seemed to me much more of just her kind of like playing into it and sort of embracing like Corky and his quirk. And yeah, that's what I thought it was Yeah, when I watched the movie, but I, I just, I like the idea of different threads going in different directions. Oh, sure. Like it could be like 
the Gremlins 2 of this movie where it is like over the top, just stupid, silly, fun. And, you know, like she goes off and she creates a little puppet doll of her own or something. But I mean, we have enough other puppet movies to. Yep. You know, puppet around with. But she was lovely. I liked her. She had that like serious emotional like thing about her, like, you know, in this abusive relationship with someone else trying to decide if she should leave. And, you know, and I love her. Also, I loved that her and Burgess Meredith were in this movie. And then I love them in Grumpy and Grumpy or Old Men. Yep. Like, I love those movies. Oh, yeah. And she, although I mean, they're not in this movie at all, but together. Her, her performance in this is amazing. She's really good. She yeah. she holds her own. She she never feels um, out of place or upstaged or anything. Like she goes toe to toe with um, with Anthony Hopkins, who is a phenomenal actor and and is every bit the equal, which is great. Uh, and the character I thought was well written too. Like she didn't feel like a bag of tropes. She felt like a fully fledged out, like real person down to her whole thing of like, no, I'm, I'm staying here until my husband gets back. And then I'll tell him that I'm leaving. Like she was firm on that and she didn't back down from it. She didn't let him push her around. Even after we saw a scene where she was genuinely frightened by him, she still was, was willing to push back. And I liked that. So. Cause that, yeah, it's exactly. That is the reality of relationships. Mm Mm-hmm. Where you can be afraid, but be so in need of the comfort of that person and the stability that even that abusive relationship brings, which is, it's really sad. Yeah, I loved her. Number 13, the Savini scale of women. We should probably do the Hitchcockian scale of suspense-ish. Yeah. Suspense and or creep factor, whatever you want to call it. So how many- Schmuckos to the yep. face. Hey, Schmucko. Hey, Schmucko. Well, I, I, I would jelly? give it an eight, actually. I'm with you on that. I, think. I mean, eight Schmuckos to the face. All mostly thanks to Anthony Hopkins' performance of being very creepy and suspenseful. <laughs> Again, he's always like he's hunched over so much in the movie and he's like, there's just something about the way he carried himself throughout it. And if if for nothing else than the scene where Bert, where Ben Green makes him sit for five minutes mm-hmm. and not talk, that, so that alone gets it an eight in the suspense because it's just such a tense scene the whole time. And he's so fidgety. And he's like, oh, it's, 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 been, it's been a little while, right? Like He's like, yeah, a minute and 45 seconds. And he's just sitting there smoking that giant fucking cigar. So, yes, I agree. Eight. Hmm. I mean, six seems better for me, but. Yeah, I was going to say six or seven for (laughs) me. Nothing wrong with liking it more. More or less. You're not wrong. That's that scene specifically is the one that actually will forever be in my brain. 
It's because of how well it was done. Yeah, it really sticks with you. The whole the whole scene, everything about it was just masterfully done. I mean, Edinburgh is a good director. And he, he did this movie as a way to finance making Gandhi. <laughs> a couple years later. Which, originally, Anthony Hopkins was supposed to play Gandhi. Like, in an interview I saw with him talking about this movie, he was talking about how he was going to be playing Gandhi. And he was going to have to lose oh, like God. 25 to 30 pounds and do a whole bunch. Of Who ended up playing him? Ben Gene Wilder. <laughs> oh, my God. Gene Wilder as Gandhi. Yeah. Yes. There's there's the movie we all wanted to see, right? Yeah. So I think I'll give it a seven. Yeah, that sounds good. And that'll wrap up the 13. Uh, can I say my favorite quote? Brain yeah, shmuckle. Well, I mean, uh, no to dreads, and that's one of them, yes. Uh, I liked when he said, he squiffed fast and flaked out. I don't know what it means, but I love it. <laughs> I mean, I kind of get what it means. But I've never heard the word squiff before. I just appreciated it. He squiffed out fast, or he squiffed fast and flaked out. I like that. I gotta get that clip. Uh, body count is very small because it's a small cast, so it's uh, well, everyone except Anne Margaret, basically. It's three. <laughs> Plus the dummy. Well, the dummy was never really alive. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> But I think it's worth watching. You just just know that it's not uh, it's not a horror movie in a traditional sense. It's very it's very much a drama with some horror elements to it. But if for nothing else, and Anthony Hopkins, Burgess Meredith, and Anne Margaret just crushing. I will it. agree. And this is Faye talking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's really that Faye talking, not a dummy with her voice. Shut up, Smucko. And now we play. What the hell was that? It's where we play a clip from our next movie provided by our clip curator, Dreadly. Play the clip, Dreadly. Okay, Paula, could you stop eating? We don't want to see the crumbs in your toenails. Kev, could you just get rid of that stuff? That's good. And dust off the shoes. That's it. Nearly there, Joe. Okay, now. Oh, hang on. Could you remove the food, Kevin? Take it away. We don't want to see a fat foot here. Thank you very much. Paula, you're not selling an orthopedic shoe. That's it, Joe. Okay, Paula, could you just arch the foot a bit? Now think of that foot as your face and smile. Cheese. Bloody cheese. Paula, let's stop messing around now and just look beautiful. Can you guess that movie? Give it a try on Twitter. And don't forget to tag the show. And if no one guesses it, we'll post our gift clues. So be sure to follow us at Gore Podcast. First person to guess it correctly gets a shout out on the next episode. And you can be like, busy zombie lord who guessed Killer Party. We didn't get any emails, but if you'd like to email the show, go ahead and do that. GorePodcast13 at gmail.com. Because we like emails and letters and stuff. We have a Patreon. 
with a very wonderful community attached to it. You know, we don't talk about the stuff that's in there, but we have a Discord. It's a private Discord for everyone who is at every level, and you can come and hang out and send a message and talk to us about, you know, your favorite movie or something like that, because, you know, that's what you do in a Discord. So, you know, go to patreon.com slash gore13 to support us there. And if you'd like to support us in some non-monetary ways, leave a five-star review for us on your podcast app of choice. I mean, you can leave any number of stars. Five. Please. We, we like five. Please. Give us. Oh, and brand new announcement, because by the time this is done, I'm sure Travis will have written his blurb. Um. <laughs> Great. Now the pressure's on. We now have our very own website. I know this because Wesley wrote it in the notes. Did he write what the name of the website was? So I'd remember it right off the top of my head. No, he didn't. He just wrote website with 75 eyes. It's gorepodcast.com. Very difficult to remember. It is. Yes. What was it again? gorepodcast.com How convenient. Yes, it's like the title of our podcast and podcast because it's a podcast. Dot com. There weren't enough podcasts in there. So I'm going to need you to say it one more time. Add another po- instance of podcast in there, please. Yes. It's a but- podcasting website about gorepodcast.com. <laughs> now he's all tongue-tied. but it's a wonderful new place by uh created by our friend and one of our listeners as well um bumby we love you. you you're the best and it is a great place yep it's got a it's got a a way to subscribe to the feed it's got our twitter it's got uh you could listen to the show on there and everything it's really cool um a searchable list of episodes. Yes. So you can, a searchable list of episodes. You can search through their uh, amazing um, AI generated images of the four of us for the host section that just tickle yeah. me every time I look at them. They're, they're just awesome. They're so good. Yes. They're great. So thank you, Bumby. So, yes. Thank you, Bumby. Heart. I'm doing the heart thing. She really isn't. She's terrible at it. Yay, I did it. I got there eventually. But yes, gorepodcast.com. I've always wanted to do that. (laughs) And thanks for letting us guilt you into making our dreams come true, Bumby. But until the next time, where can people find you, Travis? Uh, I am on all the socials as TV's Travis or... If you want another site that Bombats helped uh, bring into the world, uh, tvstravis.com is uh, is another wonderful site uh, that you can go to. Faye, where can people find you? On Twitter at Chibi Lynn, Or on our website at gorepodcast.com. <laughs> and finally, Dreadly, tell people how they can travel to the bowels of hell to find you. 
Uh, well, you can just head on over to the only website in existence not created by Bombi, uh, which is the dreadzone.com. Where can people find you, kitten who is wicked? You can follow me on Twitter and Twitch at wickedkitten13. And I also have this website, Gorepo. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Um, but Copycat. Yeah. Huh? Copycat. Copycat. <laughs> I am a cat. That's why I said it. Meow. Meow. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. And I hope we made it a little harder to fall asleep tonight. No clips? Nothing?